And we're back. This is Jump on the Ump. Season 5. I'm going to call this Week 8. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in tonight. Tuning in from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. We've got a special episode tonight, a late night, Tuesday, February 26th. Ostensibly a baseball podcast. Live with me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight, <clears throat> once again, has to do with A-Rod, who they m- maintained that they had to show a couple times during the Oscars, despite the fact that he has absolutely nothing to do with Hollywood or anything of that nature. Uh, they just kept panning to him, which, again, everyone, A-Rod is a horrible human being, and he does not deserve our attention. Please I... stop looking at him. So what the hell are we going to do become uh, baseball season when he's on ESPN all the time? How are we going to avoid looking at him? I don't know. I never watched Sunday Night Baseball. Okay, I'll, I'll figure that out. Or ESPN, for that matter, honestly. I'll just put tape on my TV. Don't yeah. Just, <laughs> just put an A-Rod filter on your TV. <laughs> it just, like, superimposes his face with, like, I don't know, a, like, Simpsons character of your choice and does their voice. A cat anus. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, it's just, we have to stop. Right. He's not good at music. He's the worst. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Eli coming at you uh, from Boston. Uh, my hot take of the week is actually a salute to Roger Federer, who uh, this week was asked by a reporter whether or not he believed himself the greatest of all time, um, which is, of course, just an obsessive an obsession with with the sports world nowadays i feel like after the conversation got so much popularity with tom brady a couple years ago it's just been non-stop this player is the goat that player is the goat he's the goat of the sport and um roger federer arguably is the greatest of all time but he essentially said you know There are a lot of young people coming up right now who could very well be much better than I am. So I think in a a tribute to Roger Federer, we should create a new acronym called GORM, Greatest of Right Now. Greatest of Right Now, the GORN. The GORN, yeah, I like that. GORN. How about the UNIGORN? (laughs) (laughs) The one greatest of right now, I get it. <laughs> I uh, I like that especially as it pertains to tennis because I feel like 
Roger Federer right now has the most singles Grand Slam titles of anyone of all time, but the last person to hold that title only got that title like 15 years ago. So right. it seems that <clears throat> at least, I mean, the same in women's tennis, like Serena Williams has the most of all time now, but the person to hold it before also was playing in my lifetime. So yeah. Was there's a tendency in sports to like believe that the athletes that you're watching in your lifetime too are the greatest of all time? That's and interesting. So, like, <clears throat> I'm sure that, and and maybe that's the case, but I'm sure everyone 30 years ago could have said the exact same thing and could have been accurate, but. You know, it's hard to sort of compare things intergenerationally because yeah. so many different things happen in the sport. Right, and like equipment technology and like training technology, that sort of shit. Like, how good is Roger Federer with one of those shitty old wooden rackets, you know? Yeah, or Tom Brady getting hit in the old football rules. Right. Or the diet of just beans and rice. And like alcohol. And alcohol <laughs> and cocaine. Yeah, exactly. It's like cocaine and heroin. Yeah. <laughs> heroin it's good for you. It's good cocaine to take the edge off the heroin. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much. My yeah, right, right, right. <clears throat> I'm broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take for the evening is a shout-out. Congratulations to Team Alberta women's curling team from Alberta, Canada, won a thriller in the Scotties, which is the National uh, Canadian Curling Championship. They came back to win in overtime and upset defending champion Team Ontario. I was watching some clips of this on Twitter last week. I have never seen Canadians get more excited about a sporting event than they did about this overtime round in women's curling. Well, that's, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because if you win the national championship in Canada, you're basically the best team in the entire world. Like, that just has to be the case. Well, and the way the tournament works is now the Alberta team is now the team Canada. They get to represent Canada in the next world championship. Right. So now they are carrying the maple leaf into the next, I don't know when the hell that's going to be. But I mean, curling is awesome. Women's curling is awesome. Canada is awesome. I am a big fan of this. So we should uh, uh, keep following team Alberta. Go uh, Alberta. Go Alberta. On Alberta. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, I want to give a shout out to everybody who listened to us last week. Uh, we we did the three in one, released three episodes. Thank you very much, Eli. Talked a bunch about a lot of good shit, especially the MLB's new gaslighting republic with the proposed rule changes. Also talked about catfishing college football players and Cincinnati Chili. Shout out to everybody who listened to us last week. Champaign, Illinois. Puerto Ordaz from the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela. 
Cotton. Oh yeah. Out to you guys. Hola. Hola. Barcelona, Spain, Portland, Oregon, La Jolla, California, Chula Vista, California. Special shout out to the city of Edmond, Oklahoma. And if you ever visit Edmond, Oklahoma, which is a wealthy suburb of Oklahoma City, home, childhood home uh, of Blake Griffin and current home of Russell Westbrook, there's also a memorial to famous Yankee player Bobby Moser somewhere in Edmond, Oklahoma. And when they created this memorial, it was attended by Reggie Jackson, Derek Jeter, Andy Petit, and Joe Girardi. Sam, I think, I don't know if A-Rod was there, but I think you missed an opportunity to terrorize the Yankee alumni. Well, I think he's only allowed in, like, New York, Miami Beach, and L.A. anyway, so. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think he's, like, got a warrant out for his arrest in everywhere else in the entire country, you know? Yeah, really shady, shady shit. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that Russell Westbrook, like, bought Blake Griffin's childhood home just to troll him on Twitter? <laughs> oh, I hope so. He's like, oh, I'm banging in your old room, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just took a dump in your kitchen sink. You know? <laughs> just like send some Instagram posts constantly. Yeah. Like Instagram DMs, you know? Yeah. Like two in the morning. Like getting all over the floor in his old like childhood bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy about the NBA is that that doesn't even sound like a stretch. I know. It's like the most NBA thing that you can do. Um, yeah, probably. I want to give a shout-out to Terry Cushman. He gave us a five-star review on our Apple iTunes. Said, the three of these guys are hilarious and very entertaining. A must-listen if you like following along with all aspects of Major League Baseball you won't regret subscribing. So, That's true. All of that is true. That's yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. I uh, I did the same. We swapped reviews, I'm not ashamed to say. He's got a podcast called Benny and the Bets. It's a Red Sox podcast. Um, check it out. It You know, the you get the pun. Get it? It's punny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Uh, I listened to them. They go deep on Red Sox details. They were talking a lot about who should be the starting catcher for the Red Sox next year. Uh, They talked about the starting rotation a lot. That was really interesting. Check out that podcast. And and you guys are both Red Sox fans. Yeah, we're more big picture guys on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 different (laughs) vibe. But when I was listening to their podcast... They seemed really down on their team, considering that their team just won the World Series. There was yeah. a lot of like a lot of anxiety. I was wondering that's if that's like a Red, a Red Sox fan thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially like those Red Sox fans that were, you know, born in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. You know. And just no heartbreak and loss. Yeah, like a lot of it. Um, just such a high level of expectation in this town that like you're either a hero or a villain and there's not a lot of middle space 
Uh-huh. And, you know, you get your David Ortiz's and your Dustin Pedroia's and your sort of franchise icons that people will ride and die next to. But everyone else, it's like you either better be winning or, you know, you'll get you'll get like yelled at in a Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. also like I I've said this before but like in Boston the people like watch the team if they're winning and they watch the team if they're losing and they really pay super close attention all the time. And so if you are not playing well, you're going to fucking hear about it. Mm-hmm. And here in New York, it's like if the Yankees are playing well, people are paying attention. And if they're not paying playing well, oh, they're a bunch of bums. We'll pay attention next next year, you know? Right. There's always something else. Right, yeah. Well, Yankees fans just aren't real fans. That's the only thing. So it's like, you know, Sox fans care, and they're naturally pessimistic because the winter is so long, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was suspecting. Cool. All right, uh, moving on, if we have to. Okay, we have to talk about this, okay? We have to talk about this. All right. Manny Machado agreed last week to a 10-year, $300 million deal, dollar deal with the Milwaukee, I mean, San Diego Padres. If you listened last week, you would have heard me say that there was an 80% chance that he was going to sign with the Chicago White Sox. And that did not happen. Um, you also would have heard me saying that he was going to the San Diego Padres. So, yeah. kudos <laughs> to me. Uh, who was I that? Give was a that shout out to myself. Shout for that. out to yourself. <laughs> and it was was it Patty who was texting you and saying, "Damn, Sam, Sam called that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Patty? Um, <laughs> all right. I I have so many emotions about this. Um. You know, what is it, the seven steps of dealing with loss? You know, the anger, denial, acceptance. I forget right. the other ones. And then there's anger again. Anger comes in a couple times. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> Imagine going through those all in about 30 seconds. <laughs> That's what I did when I heard about Machado signing with the project. And then he, like, took a nap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because in the end, I'm like, fucking good for him. Like, do it. Like, yeah. it paid. Go. The weather is better in San Diego. Yeah, sunny Southern California. Yeah, you don't want to be in the frozen hellscape that is Chicago right now. Um, so good for him. And, and I'm, I am I am pissed at White Sox uh, management and ownership. I think they really screwed this one up and screwed an opportunity to, to to build a really good team. On the other hand, we spent a lot of last season talking mad shit about Manny Machado. And so I don't regret not having a generally unlikable player on my team. Right. Do you think he's going to change his whole vibe in, in San Diego? Only because he's going to be high all the time. Right. He's going to like start playing. He's like going to start bringing a ukulele to batting practice and like <clears throat> just kind of like playing little ditties. I hope so. <laughs> like, exactly like that. You literally have a ukulele. Where'd you get that? <laughs> <clears throat> Eli's, Eli's an excellent ukulele player. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, him and Machado can jam next time the Padres come to Fenway. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Manny, I used to hate you, bro, but that's all behind me now, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Manny Machado's going to show up with one of those hemp necklaces with like the big glass beads in it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and, Last year, around this time on this podcast, we were talking endlessly about Eric Hosmer and where that guy was going to go. He was the Padres, and we have not talked about him again <laughs> until this offseason. So, I don't think anybody has. Right. I think Black. it's like Black. it's the golden triangle, you know? It's Bermuda triangle. You just go there and disappear. <laughs> But what if that doesn't happen this time? Okay, I mean, hear me out. But the Padres also have an excellent phone system right now. I think they, uh, somebody Googled this. I believe they're the number one best uh, prospects right now of anyone, even more than the... Um, Chicago? Uh, even more than the White Sox. Is that according to some high schoolers... Um Instagram yeah. account. <laughs> right, yeah. From from La Jolla, California. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and they've still got money to spend. Could they go out? I, I'm wondering, maybe I'm crazy here. I'm wondering if they're going out and getting Dallas Keuchel. Is, is Machado the first marble to fall? That's a bad metaphor, because marbles don't fall. Um... That yeah, Hopo signed and and Keiko signed. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't think that I don't know how much money they have left, but I don't think they can afford two three hundred million dollar contracts. That's the thing. Right. I don't see that happening. Um, I think that, and they are paying Hosmer quite a bit. I think I think it was one hundred and fifty million they paid yeah. him, or maybe maybe not that much. It was a lot of money though. Right. Uh, let's see. San Diego did that before. Do you remember that? Like five years ago? And they got Matt Kemp, and they got uh, B.J. Upton, and they got uh, a couple of, like, pitchers who never performed to their... Do you guys remember this? Yeah, they all went there and disappeared. <laughs> no, they all went there, and then a year later, they traded them all away, like, at a loss. Right. That's what I mean, because they disappeared. <laughs> right. And I think that San Diego, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about their ownership group, but, like, what happened then is that they couldn't afford to keep them all. So. Right. Um, According to MLB.com, the White Sox have the number three farm system, and the Padres have the number one system. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think that if they're kind of waiting for that farm system to develop, they uh, they probably – well, I don't know. If they're trying to win right now, they might go try to get Dallas Keuchel. But if they're not – if they're kind of waiting for that to develop a little more, they might not spend big on a pitcher who's not going to be as good as he is now three years from now. Because yeah. the belief is that Manny Machado is like coming into his prime and like probably the next five to seven years will be his best years of baseball. Right. Yeah. yeah I would say that you're probably not going to want to use Manny Machado as your like iconic veteran to bring up all your younger guys either, because he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I had that thought. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think there's something to that. I think it's like a culture that sometimes teams try to like cultivate, you know, like the the A's and the like big red machine. You know, there's these teams that just that's their persona is like kind of assholes. Maybe that's what they're going for. The Yankees, always the Yankees. The Yankees, like all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> or even, you know, what was the 04 Red Sox? Like the, the bunch of bums, what they call themselves? Idiots. Idiots, yeah. The idiots. Mm-hmm. Beer and chicken? Well, <clears throat> beer and chicken didn't quite. Well, I guess it worked out. Was that the 2013 championship? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we have to move on right now, but I want to bring up real quickly because I feel like we have to say one in the same breath as the as the other. So mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado just signed a eight year uh two hundred and sixty million dollar, I believe, contract with the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I'm trying to do the math in the head on what that my head into what that is a year. How it's many years? Eight years. Oh, that's a lot. 20 that's more than 30 million a year 32 right and i would say that that is a better investment for the colorado rockies well that's really interesting because that's very similar the white Sox were offering machado reportedly eight years 250 million right which would have been more per year but he took the 10 years 300 million from san diego right I just feel like Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman in baseball and has been for the past six years or however long it's been, four years, without a doubt. Like, he set some, like, major league record for, you know, 30 home run and 120 RBI seasons consecutively or some shit last year. Uh, He's an amazing baseball player, wins the gold glove every year, much better than Manny Machado. That's all I wanted to say. I, I, I want to say one thing about the White Sox also. This makes us look like idiots because the team had been saying all offseason, you know, our, our pocketbooks are open. We're going to spend. We've got one of the lowest team payrolls in MLB, and we're, gonna, we're willing to throw money down on players that we need. And even if maybe we personally don't like Machado, he is the guy of the moment, and I'm just uh, frustrated and I guess a little embarrassed that they got the rug pulled off, pulled out from under them, the way that they did. Like you talk a big game, like ownership and management were talking a big game, and then then he gets signed by the San Diego Padres of all teams. <laughs> yeah, but nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let me move on. We. I want to talk about one more thing. I'm going to skip down on the docket. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, I want to talk about Patriots owner Robert Kraft in our <laughs> continuing, continuing series of dirtbag owners. He yeah, is theme music. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need theme music for this. He he also gets one of those. (laughs) He is, um, is he indicted? I'm sorry, I don't have the the actual vocabulary up in front of me right now. But uh, I think he's being indicted. Yeah, charged with at least two misdemeanors for soliciting prostitution 
in southern Florida. And my hot take on this one, you guys, was I got two. My first reaction was, this is goddamn hilarious. And then I started actually reading about the stories, and it went from goddamn hilarious to absolutely terrifying in about 45 seconds for me, uh, reading about the sex workers at this quote-unquote massage parlor in South Florida kind of working conditions that they live under. Absolutely terrifying. And then my other thought is that if you're a billionaire, why are you going to a $75 an hour rub and tug in a strip mall in, like, outside of Miami? Stupid ass. Like, isn't he in the Illuminati? Doesn't he have better options for his weird sexual tastes? I have a lot of... Well, I feel like that maybe is just one of his weird sexual tastes. Okay. Because like, I was thinking about it, and that guy, money... He's so rich that money is, like, completely worthless to him. Like, $79, right. $79 to him is less than, like, one-tenth of one cent to us. Right. You know, like, that's how much money that guy has. And so maybe he just, like, needs the seediness of a strip mall mm. massage parlor to, like, get him going, you know? Right. That's, yeah. Part of the kink is wanting to get caught in a... It's like it's like a fucking strip mall outside of Miami. Yeah. Dig it. <laughs> Yeah, it's also, like, I don't know, like you said, there's, like, many different aspects of this story. Yeah. From, like, really sad to completely bizarre to, like, kind of funny. funny. Yeah, there's a funny. Yeah. I think we're allowed, to laugh. we're allowed to laugh at Bob Craft. I think we're allowed to laugh at Bob Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's another part of this story, too, that, like, <clears throat> just hasn't come out, you know, he like met this young masseuse that he totally fell in love with and like wanted to go support her at her place of work and in doing so realized that you know this was an option or didn't realize you know right there's nothing nefarious going on there at all <laughs> it's uh oh my god that nicholas cage movie where he gives his winning lottery ticket to the waitress it could happen to you like 1998, so yeah, yep. fabulous. Yep. What was that, Snake Eyes? No. <laughs> no. It was face Off. Face Off. <laughs> right, Face Off. Yeah. yeah. Was... <laughs> it was Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta who did that. Right. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe they made that movie. <laughs> Geniuses. Can, can I just talk quickly about one more uh, sort of yeah, let's do one more. Let's do one more headline, and then we'll we'll call it a day. A day. Yeah, we'll we'll skip over LeBron James. We were going to talk about LeBron James. Talk about LeBron James. Yeah, we don't need to talk to him. This is like funny random sports news, and we'll set us up well for the, for our next uh, episode. But um, the big news coming out of New Jersey this week is that former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who's <laughs> everyone knows, is heading. To the uh, Hall of Fame, but not for baseball. 
he's going to the sports betting hall of fame <laughs> hall of fame it's it's for real and he's going to be the first american politician and dude who shut down bridges to punish his opponents to be inducted into the hall of fame which is dedicated dedicated to gambling on sports he also shut down beaches to then go to get a solo beach day with his family. Right. Also, right. I've told this story on this podcast before, but I went to a Mets game one time, and then they showed Chris Christie sitting in the stands on the Jumbotron, and everybody, the entire stadium started booing. And it was like the most amazing like sports moment of my life, possibly. <laughs> It was so funny because, like, they showed him and everyone started booing, and he, like, looked up and then, like, looked down again. Uh, yeah. Well, and we'll let's talk about that more next episode because I think I know why he's going into that sports betting Hall of Fame, and the reason is he's going to make those assholes a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of money. Um, all right. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Um, this has been Dump on the Ump. Check us out on all your social media platforms. Subscribe to us on either SoundCloud.com or iTunes.com, I suppose. If you follow us on iTunes, please subscribe to us, rate, and review us. If you give us a five-star rating, like our good friend Terry, um, I will read it on the air. Yeah. Uh, uh, check us out. Uh, if you give us a zero star rating, we'll read that on the air. Oh, I will read that on the air. <laughs> we will read it on the air. Um, check out our next episode. We're going to go back into the world of sports gambling. We're going to go deep into this, talk about some details. So be sure to check that out. All right. Hey, thanks very much, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow.